everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Slumber Party Podcast. My name is Amanda Chusen. I'm here today with my co-host, best friend, and life partner, Lisa Ramrein. Hi, Lisa. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it 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 is a life partner situation. It really is. Like, we have several packs. Lisa, I'm just, this is not a big deal, but there is like a whole thing going on behind you. Do you see it? Yeah, it's my neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Doing some hard work. It's like I saw it was like do 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 do. And when I say do 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 do, that doesn't really translate for a podcast, but uh it's just like legs walking and then now yeah. there's bending. <laughs> my closet is in this ba- is in this yeah. door and my bathroom's over there. So I was getting dressed when I realized no. <laughs> these people no. are but like, it's low enough. They can't really see unless they literally lay down on the ground and look in. So a hundred percent. And doing that. Not doing that. I mean, yeah, well, well, maybe they will after listening to this episode. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to see what we're talking about, jump onto YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it is your choice that you're not seeing this. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot I'm to not, see. I, I know I'm I shouldn't admit this, but I don't think it's a big deal. I on it, I don't watch YouTube, but I make content for YouTube because I know that there's a whole people who only YouTube and they don't podcast mm-hmm. and I podcast. So I, <clears throat> I like the idea and like, sometimes I'll watch a YouTube, but it's really never, I think this is where I'm showing my age. It's never really like got to me like TikTok yeah. I get, but a long form video, I just can't. I know when people talk about watch like being YouTube obsessed or like be you know watching their shows or watching creators on YouTube, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing. It must be our generational thing that it's I just think it isn't. Yeah, I I think YouTube it totally is just is. coming in right at the end, like being becoming real big right at the end of university, right? And I feel like exactly. they gotta catch you during your formative years <laughs> i do follow I, a couple of creators though uh on instagram yeah. and if they post something that they yeah posted, then i will log in just for exactly that. Yeah. my um my like virtual assistant kate who uh i've worked with for like most of this business now like i want to say five years four years at least she was the person who was like hey like great for your podcast she's younger she's like i don't know like how old is she 10 years, 15 years younger than me. I don't know how old because I don't ask so she's her. 10? Pardon? She's 10. She, she's not 10, but she is, she's hip and cool and in the know. And she just got married and just, you know, mm-hmm. living her life. And she's like, maybe you should think about, um, you know, recording your podcast for YouTube. And I was like, Thanks, Kate. That's why you exist. She's lovely. Um, she keeps she keeps me young. She does, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, everyone. Uh, today we had a question. I'm going to read the question um, real quick here. Uh, and I liked this question. And I actually searched the the pod to make sure that we haven't even haven't already talked about it, but we haven't, which is awesome. Okay. So, um, oh no, that's not the question. Nope. That's not the question either. Sorry. You know, it's the worst (laughs) when someone pretends, here we go. I got it. 
when when someone is looking for something while someone else is on camera, it I like this happens to me all the time because I'm often presenting something and I'm like, just wait mm-hmm. a second, or like something comes up. It gives me so much anxiety the time passing while everyone is watching me. And mm-hmm. I also, as a as a viewer or an experiencer of that, I hate that. I'm like just get it. But I thought I had it. It was just the wrong question. Okay. Our anonymous question today is my seven month old will not go to sleep for the night before eight 39. I tried everything. If she does, she either treats it as a nap or wakes up wide awake at 3 AM. However, she still wakes frequently after 1 AM each night. Any suggestions? I have so many layers for this question. There are layers here, as you can tell. Um, but it really did inspire me to talk about bedtimes because, uh, I don't think bedtime is talked about enough or the, I guess the, the complications, complications, is the wrong word, the understanding of it. So if you go online, it's like early bedtimes for kids. That's like standard advice. So I think that when people see this podcast episode title, they're going to think that's what I'm going to say to them today. Put your baby to bed early. I'm not going to say that because I think it's actually so much more complicated than that. Before I start ranting, Lisa, what time do your kids go to bed? How did you, I would love for, take us through the years, okay? Mm -hmm. Because you are, you're the after, okay? You have teenagers now with changing voices and I cannot handle it. But anyway, take it. Did I tell you how I heard my husband speaking upstairs and then I look and my husband's right beside me (gasps) and it's my son. And I was like, wow, that really takes some adjusting to like, I a hundred percent thought it was Clayton upstairs. And then I look over and Clayton's standing right beside me. Yeah, we're there. I it's have to it shut is the biggest trip down. of my I life. Need <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So, okay. So talk us. Yes. I just want to know, like, what your kids have done. Has it transitioned? Talk to me about that. Are they so, different? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and again, it's like you know, I think you say this a lot in terms of like what's best for the family and what's best for everybody's like flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, as the standard is, is like my, my kids used to go to bed early, right? Because my son, mm-hmm. my oldest son was such an early riser. So they used to go to bed really, you know, like seven, seven thirty, which was just such paradise. Love it. <laughs> it was, that was when the living was good. Um, and so you have all this time in the evenings, but, um, when my third child came around because of the like a bit of a jump between or like a bit of a a break there that we took between the two boys and the third um we we did start to have her bedtime much later than like the boys used to have when they were little and that just created like less stress around bedtime Mm -hmm. and less you know fights with the boys when they eventually you know had to stay up later than my my little baby so anyways um now our routine is that my daughter goes to bed like everybody showers and my daughter goes to bed around eight o'clock mm-hmm. um which isn't ideal for schedules for her because she does end up sleeping in late in the mornings and 
when we're not in school obviously it's completely it works out so well and it's great and in the summer she does end up going to bed a little bit later but then yeah she stays up or she stays sleeping so much longer um but yeah our our routines are just they just had to adjust to Mm -hmm. what our life was like you know what our activities are like you know if she falls asleep generally on the way to somewhere then then it just made sense to push her bedtime to later yeah Um, so that's our philosophy is once we figure out something is really not working something is feeling like there's a lot of stress around it then we just adjust and we all kind of discuss it and (laughs) agree on a plan and it it really is all about like what works best for the family and for our community here yeah I really love that in a lot of ways. And, you know, I remember doing my training and I think that, you know, this advice about early bedtime started, you know, it it does come from a good place because I I think that, sorry, I'm going everywhere. I'm remembering reading um, Dr. Ferber's book. Um, I believe it's like, oh God, what's it called? Oh, it's on my, it's on my shelf behind me. It is, yeah, solve your child's sleep problems. Mm-hmm. Um, very, I mean, he didn't know it ahead of his time. Like, that's a great SEO name for <laughs> search. <laughs> solve your child's sleep problems. What am I if I do? <laughs> um, I remember there's a passage in there that stuck with me, you know, about how to uh, help your child sleep better at night. And uh, he talks about having a whole bunch of patients come in and they all had late bedtimes <clears throat> or they were going to bed with their parents. And I think that comes from a place of, you know, maybe not understanding children's circadian rhythms. So the children were genuinely overtired. They were doing things that weren't um, aligned with their um, uh, circadian rhythm. And here's the most important part. There were sleep problems. Okay. There were sleep problems already. It's not, you know, this is the the thing that I tell people all the time that I am not looking to change things for you if there are no problems. So mm-hmm. your youngest is such a great example of like on paper, she like, I think Charlotte goes to bed sometimes later than my kids, for but sure. also it doesn't matter because she's getting adequate sleep and she is rested and she's developing and there are no problems. So Mm -hmm. that is the starting point for me always. Is there a problem? Okay. So if the answer is no, then the flow chart that we have, you just stop using it and you say, enjoy your life. And then you go and make yourself a tea. Mm -hmm. Um, But if there are problems, then we can look at bedtimes. So in general, you will hear the, the stock standard advice Early bedtime, early bedtime, early bedtime. Early bedtime, just saying that, that's subjective, right? What's early Mm -hmm. for me might be not early for you. I've heard of bedtimes. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is crazy. Um, I mean, I'm I'm passing a judgment. Sorry, it's not crazy. But my uh, daughter, so when we lived in Toronto, we had a caregiver who lived with us for four years. She was we still talk to her. I love her so much. I love her. Every time I talk about her, I get emotional because she was just my like right hand woman. I'm yeah. getting emotional. Anyway. Oh, you miss her. Um, <laughs> anyway. 
so uh, she was telling me she uh, we were talking about like whether or not Nora should be on one nap, and then um, <laughs> she was saying, "What do I do about one of Nora's friends?" And I was like, "Well, tell me." And apparently, they put their baby to bed at four thirty in the afternoon for the night, and the baby would get up at like three thirty in the morning. They had like a totally. Totally, totally. Yeah. So like, that's an early bedtime. That's an early bedtime. I would, I would argue that's too early. But generally, when you're hearing your doctor say, or you're hearing, you know, me say an early bedtime, we're talking anywhere between 630 and eight o'clock p.m. Now, what we do know is that children in general tend to have earlier circadian rhythms. That means they wake earlier in the day, anywhere between 5 and 7 a.m., and they go to bed earlier, generally between that 6.38. If you're falling within those ranges and you're happy and there's no issues, then there's no issues. There's really no need to make an adjustment. The concerns come from concerns. If you are, let's say, pushing your baby to a late bedtime, later than eight o'clock, because you want them to sleep in, or you want their schedule to change, that may not happen. Okay. That, you know, I hear all the time, I would love for my kid to go to bed late and wake up late. And I always say, I would also love that. And Mm -hmm. my daughter and likely your son, my oldest and your oldest, um, that just would never work. We would, we would aggressively try to put her down later in the hopes that a a later um, waking would occur. Never. Never, never, yes. never. Still yes. on the weekend, um, we have screen free weeks and we have, we allow weekend screens. And on the weekend, my daughter is like, ding, ding, ding. And we'll have later nights because we'll go out for dinner. We'll see family friends and we'll have later nights. Doesn't matter. She's up, ready to go. Let's do this. Um, So that doesn't work because that's not where her natural body clock is. That's not where her circadian rhythm is. Now, circadian rhythms do shift over time and with age. We know that with teens, you're probably seeing this right now with age, that they naturally want to go to bed late and wake up late. Now, this stresses a lot of parents out. Um, Are you in that stage right now, Lisa? Yeah, no, for sure. Mm -hmm. He's, um, I I feel like as soon as we noticed um, like his, his puberty kicking in, you really started to notice the late bedtime or not obviously he did have a later bedtime but really sleeping in like on the weekends he'll wake up at nine you know and it's just like yeah that's like and he's genuinely sleeping he's not just messing you know messing around in his room or whatever um yeah so definitely noticing that and that's that's a big adjustment from a kid who used to wake up at 5 30 totally and I think about, you know, when we think about if we, we know this about teenagers, it's why there's a, a huge push for schools to start later um, because kids are being forced to learn at times they should be sleeping. Um, but anyway, if we know that and we accept this about teens, and I think this is a pretty well-known fact now, we have to understand the same exists for babies and children. Then they mm-hmm. skew earlier. Then, you know, I want to say around like 20, after 21 years old, roughly, we tend to re-regulate back to whatever our chronotype is. So are we a late riser? Are we an early riser? Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. 
I'm back. Um, Thank you. Um, If we have our early late risers, that's really biologically predetermined. Mm -hmm. So that's a general like advice about bedtimes. Now I want to talk about some of the like, I want to say 5% of the cases that we have that are truly doing their own thing. So I have babies who go to bed late and wake up late. That happens all the time. And what we do is when we're doing our intake with our client, we will often ask, you know, what time is bedtime? And we start with that bedtime. So Mm -hmm. that's for two reasons. Number one, if the baby is doing well there, we don't want to change it. Okay. And if that's their natural circadian rhythm, who are we to be like, you have to go to bed at 630 because this book said it like, that's not how life goes. The other thing, and I want to be so, this is like an aha moment. I learned the hard way with clients. And so I'm sharing it with everyone. Write this down. If your baby goes to bed. So if I'm looking at my, my client here who says, I cannot get my baby to bed no matter what, whatsoever before this. So 8.39, that is where your baby's circadian rhythm has been trained to go to bed. Why that's important is if the body is ready to go to bed, there are biological functioning functions and processes that are happening to aid that. That means we are... <clears throat> the melatonin needs to produce at a certain time. So if you want your baby to go to bed at seven, their body isn't like shooting at like, uh, it's not this like crude, but your baby, your body's not like giving the hormones it needs to go to sleep at six. So Mm -hmm. if I wanted to go and put myself to bed right now, I couldn't fall asleep and I am 40 years old and I would just get up and move. But if you put a baby down who's really not tired enough, their body isn't doing all the things, they will not fall asleep and they're going to scream and cry. And then there's instances where they will treat it like a nap because their their body just isn't ready to do it. So I would say don't force something that isn't happening. Okay. If you are mm-hmm. starting sleep training on your own, or you're looking to implement a schedule, people ask me all the time, what's the schedule? Give me a schedule. Can I have a sample schedule? No, because I don't know anything about your baby. And that's not helpful because I give you that schedule. When your baby doesn't do that, you're going to panic and there's nothing wrong with your baby. So, um, there's that part. And I, I think that that's, really important information because I say I learned this a hard way is I remember, I remember this client, like they're serious, you know, like you have experiences with people. It's like, you might not ever remember me, but I'll never forget you. (laughs) (laughs) But this um, baby was going to bed so late. So the baby was going to bed at midnight and waking up the next day around 12. And I was a cocky new um, sleep consultant. I was like, yeah, let's just bring it down to eight. This was such a disaster. This baby cried and cried and cried and cried off and on, maybe would nap 30 minutes up until 12 every day for like a week. And in the end, what we started, I mean, we paused with the client, we came back and we started doing sleep work at the baby's bedtime. So we just focused on independent sleep. So we start, mm-hmm. we put the baby to bed independently at 12 o'clock. Well, now we have almost no crying. B- 
baby's having super long stretches. And then what we did, and this is my advice to everyone, is that we moved back so slowly. Think about how off our asses we are when we have time change. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like in the spring, we have to go to bed an hour earlier. It takes me a month to recover because I'm losing sleep. I don't want to go to bed at the time that like my 10 o'clock is now nine o'clock at nine Mm o'clock. My body's like, we don't do this yet. So you can lay in bed like it. And so it's awful. So do it slowly, 15 minutes at a time until you're not seeing any protests. When you don't see any protests, you're going to pull back again another 15 minutes. Okay. You're going to do that ever so slowly. That's advice. Number one. That's, that's where I would start. So then my second question, my part two question here is always, how is baby falling asleep? And this is what I don't know, because it's really this seven month old, it might be like a later circadian rhythm. Oh, and sorry, before I continue on the second path, if your baby goes to bed late, let them sleep late. So they get that Mm -hmm. amount of sleep overall. It just means that your whole day is shifted. Um, your youngest, I'm not using names perfect purposely. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, um, it's fine. Your youngest, it goes to bed late, but she sleeps in late. She yeah. has a later circadian rhythm. Now, whether yeah. that was biological or that's just something that you kept up from birth that sustained itself and now that is who she is, great. But I would definitely let your child sleep in so they're getting those hours of sleep. Now, a yeah. sign that your baby is actually an earlier circadian rhythm and you're keeping them up late is that you do keep them up late and they still get up early. Mm-hmm. If they're getting up early after a late bedtime, then you need to pull back. They're yeah. telling you something. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was like, that was our indication when we mm-hmm. first um, started to push her bedtime. I mean, obviously, once she became a toddler, like a toddler, right? Like when she mm-hmm. was a little baby, the, it wasn't quite like this, but... Um, yeah, she would, she would, she was a late sleeper. She can sleep through the sun, you know, I mean, um, and it's, that's still the case on the weekends. Like, I really think the only thing, the only reason she gets up is just to come upstairs and get in bed with us and she falls back (laughs) to sleep, which is insane. Like, I just, I can't imagine, I can't believe that my four-year-old comes up and just like at seven and can sleep another hour with us, you know? It's amazing. Um, Yeah. So, so Yeah. That, that just proves the point like and my oldest he would cry to go to like I think you're, you said that that he was the only child you've ever dealt with up to that point that asked to go to sleep yes I remember <laughs> I came to babysit this is pre me having kids this is another like moment of not forgetting is I came to babysit and we're playing we're playing and playing and he goes auntie I think it's time for bed yeah <laughs> I'm ready to go to sleep yeah and I was like, oh, is it this easy? Yeah. And it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they love bedtime. Um, but yeah, so, and he wasn't that way. Like, you could mm-hmm. let him, and he was wonderful at staying up. Like, I always used to say he's going to be a great time when we're going out. <laughs> yeah. When he's going out with his friends. I'm obviously not one. Uh, yeah, I was like, what are mom. you doing? We're not going. <laughs> no, I just remember, like, you know, if there's an event or something or a late yeah. dinner, like, he, he could rally. You know, he could this. do it. <laughs> but, hey, uh, look, I could do it too in yeah. Vegas only. <laughs> right. right. 
<laughs> when there's oxygen being pumped. <laughs> Literally, oxygen yeah. in every light to confuse the hell out of my body. Right, it's the right, only time right. I'm like, how's it four o'clock in the morning and I feel this good? Right. Yeah. No, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so that that was just him. Like he he mm-hmm. could rally, but he definitely never slept in the next day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So then part two of this question for our friend is, okay, that's your late, your late bedtime thing. That's where I would start. But I don't know if your child is waking because their bedtime is off or because you are assisting them to sleep. If they're being assisted to sleep, they're going to wake to get that assistance. Or when they do have a partial, I shouldn't say, they're not waking to have help back to sleep. They wake on their own naturally. And if they don't know how to go back to bed, they require that support. And that's what... Mm -hmm. I would say is going on. Um, so then if, if we're saying like, no matter what, they're still up at one and they get up early, I would, you know, the first things first is that independent sleep really does. I can't stress it enough. It solves so many problems. If your baby is up, like, let's say you have this situation and your baby gets up at five o'clock in the morning. There's so many things going on for them. Number one, they don't know how to fall asleep. Number two, it's 5 a.m. So their melatonin is almost gone. Their cortisol and adrenaline has spiked to start the day. So you're doing all Mm. these things. And it's like, how do I, how do I go back to bed when I don't know how to go back to bed? Do you know what I mean? Like all of these things are happening. Um, I don't know how to go back to bed and my body is telling me to be awake. Everything makes sense. So if you really want to you know, take care of 98% of your issues, that is where I would start. That is the starting point is, is a baby Mm -hmm. falling asleep independently? If the answer is no, okay, we're going to attempt to give the baby the opportunity to do that. And we're going to keep baby bedtimes at the same time. Um, you know, there are also things, you know, to your point, Lisa, you talked about that just worked for our family. I have a lot of clients who culturally late bedtimes are just a part of what everyone is doing. And so I, those, I don't ever tell those families to change unless there's a problem, unless that baby wakes up early. And then even then we might do something where we would bring along a pack and play and have the baby in the pack and play at the parent's location or like wherever the family is to make sure that they're able to participate in whatever, right? Because it, it comes down to, you know, we have a client who is like, um, I want independent sleep, but I don't really want my baby to sleep elsewhere. I don't want to have to travel with the pack and play. So I don't know, like I want to fly my life, but I don't want to do these things. And then it's like, really, it's about the consequences for you and whether or not that's working for you, right? Mm -hmm. So like if you don't want to do those things, you might want to stay at home. If you don't want to stay at home, then you have to weigh the benefits and risks of staying home versus going out for you and your family. And like, really in the end, it's up to you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I hope that helps folks with some bedtime decisions and maybe taking the pressure off, you know, that, that concept of early bedtime or defining it further or giving you some, um, insights on, on what to do with that, like that information. And, um, yeah, great. Yeah. And I always want to give this disclaimer. All of my stories are looked upon with, um, you know, with some, 
they're, they're rose-colored glasses, you know, like for sure. They have like a not, blurred effect. They, yes, there's, you know, <laughs> you do it and you forget it. <laughs> so whatever so stories true. they tell about these kids that are going to bed at seven and waking up, whatever, there's been lots of tough nights and sicknesses and mornings. Like yeah. all of that is still... You know, all yeah. those things affect our kids and, and, and their sleep patterns and, of course, then us and, and the family yeah. as a whole. So all of this is just an overall picture. It's yes. definitely not representative of every day and how easy it can be. It's not always easy. A hundred and fifty percent. for kids, right? Uh, yeah. And, and it, it, yes, it, that's such a great reminder that, you know – it can sound like everything's so easy, but it's like, I do think that with time and age, you forget all of those hard nights, but they, it's normal to have those. Um, this podcast is aimed to like normalize your situation and provide you solace that there's no, um, textbook answer for anything. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's a really good disclaimer. Yeah. Um, as always, folks, you can find out more information about what we do, how we do it on babiesbestsleep.com. You can check out our blog. You can find us on Instagram at babiesbestsleep. Follow our adult sleep account at restmybest. Uh, we are really taking off there, honestly. Um, it's okay to be a grown up and not know how to sleep yourself. We, I, I am just so floored about what we are seeing truly there. Um, we're going to actually have an episode with one of our consultants, Amy, um, very soon. So yes, rest my best at baby's best sleep. Um, what else do we have? Oh, on TikTok at baby's best sleep. Um, yeah, I hope everyone sleeps well and we'll see you next week. Bye.